Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and I want to welcome all of our viewers from around the world. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Hope you could spend the next hour with us. It was Inauguration Day here in the United States, and uh, I don't know how many of you have been receiving uh, a more than usual amount of spam in your email, and it has been all about the revolution is coming, grab your guns, make sure you have ammunition, January 20th is doomsday, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, and of course, of course, all these emails started right after the uh, riot that happened in front of the Capitol, inside the Capitol, several weeks ago, it was so annoying, uh, Nothing was going to happen. I live very close to D.C., and D.C. is locked down uh, tighter than Fort Knox. So I knew nothing was going to happen. It was going to be an uneventful day. It was a great day. Democracy in action in America. The uh, out with the old president, the in with the new president. And uh, I found it funny that with a few strokes of the pen, the new president undid a lot of what the old president did. That's that's how America works. That's how democracy works. Welcome to Mia from the Philippines. Philip is with us on Facebook. Welcome to Lindsay Sparks. We have our moderators with us. Cece Weezy uh, is with us. Singer Chick, of course. And Khaleesi is joining us on the Instagram side. Marie is moderating. Welcome to Alejandro. Welcome to Mobile. Uh... Let's see. And now says, I love the scenes from the N-O-T-L-D in the intro. Oh, such a classic. I love that intro I put together. It really came together nicely. And I'm glad that some of you guys like it as well. So anyway, like I was saying, Inauguration Day in America. Uh, nothing bad happened. Everyone can relax. The world is going to proceed as it has been. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, the United States is in crisis. The world is in crisis. We're living through a pandemic. Our whole lives have been flipped upside down. So nothing is going to change in a day. Nothing is going to change in a week or a month or even a year. We all got to be patient. We all got to stick together and ride this thing through. But it will. Better days are coming. I know they are. And we all got to have faith. So I'm going to get off my little speech pedestal and, you know, get to what you guys came here to watch, which is some horror entertainment news and video clips. And we get to discuss our favorite entertainment genre. So welcome to all you guys again from around the world. If you're joining me for the first time and this is your first time to our show, if you want more information about our show Please visit our website at deadtalklive.com. You can find our featured recent episodes, our guest lists, and everything else in regards to this show. Also, please visit our newly formed news site, which is Dead Talk News. You can get all the latest headlines, uh, guest summary reviews on our interviews, uh, daily topics, news, and everything related to horror. So, uh, Singer Check writes, horror, Viz, that's what we've been watching for four years. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Singer Chick writes, I'm going to love when we get to the end of the four years and everyone sees that uh, we're still here and we didn't go to hell. You know, I love the lines that say, not my president. It's been going on for forever. Whenever somebody gets elected that you did not vote for. Americans are very stubborn and, you know, I'm an American and, you know, I feel very freely to discuss this. I'm stubborn. And when someone who gets elected that we did not vote for immediately throughout social media, because now everyone has a voice that can be shared around the world, all the, you know, not my president memes come up, not my president. Well, I got news for you folks, you know, the whole not my president. The only way, if you did not vote for Joe Biden and you are a Trump supporter, uh, the only way that Joe Biden, if you're an American citizen living in America, is not your president, and please listen to this, this is very important, the only way that Joe Biden is not your president is for you to go to another country of your choosing, wherever you want to go, and renounce your United States citizenship. Then, officially, Joe Biden will not be your president anymore. So, for all of you guys out there who are not Biden supporters, listen, I'm not the biggest Biden fan in the world. I've realized a long time ago that elections are about choosing the lesser of two evils. That's what elections are. We get a choice of either A or B. And trust me, A or B, they're not perfect. Nowhere close, okay? Elections are about choosing the lesser of two evils. And in 2016, I did not vote for Donald Trump. I was upset Donald Trump got elected. I did not see that coming. I really, it was a gut punch for me just because that was saying for throughout the campaign, there is no way in hell that people are going to elect Donald Trump as president of the United States. But then after it happened and and the weeks that followed, I did a lot of self-analysis, and I realized that a lot of people did not know Donald Trump or did not grow up watching Donald Trump on TV like I did. And he was able to take the divide that was already in American culture, and you got to give him credit for this. I'm sorry, I got to give credit with where credit is due. He took that divide that was already in America that started with, it started well before Obama, but it really got amplified in 2008 when Obama got elected. Uh, And he just used that and cracked it wide open to get elected. Brilliant strategy. He knew he was not going to get elected the traditional route if he went the traditional way of being a candidate. It wasn't going to work for him. It's not in him. He's a narcissist. He can't do it anyways. So he's like, screw it. 
I'm going to take this hate that's in this country and I'm going to use it in my favor. And I'm going to get myself elected to be president of the United States. And it absolutely worked. It worked. He got elected president of the United States. And you want to talk about somebody that was absolutely shocked. I was shocked on election day in 2016. And in the analysis that I did in the weeks following, that's the only conclusion I could come to as to why people voted this person in. But, hey, I accepted it. Donald Trump was my president. Whether I liked him, didn't like him, whether I agreed with him, whether I didn't agree with him, he was my president. I accepted it. And I went on about my life for four years, and I knew that, you know, the four years would pass, and we would get another opportunity. So I waited. I didn't go out there. I didn't protest. Uh, It is your right to protest peacefully in the United States. That's what free speech is all about. I am all for the First Amendment for free speech. Anyone who wants to go out there and protest peacefully, you have my absolute blessing. It's those that uh, don't do it peacefully that need to be locked up. You have some really radicals out there who are scary. There are people that will believe the biggest lies with no proof whatsoever. And that scares me because, and this relates directly to the horror shows that we talk about on this show, people together are very dangerous. I love a line from Men in Black where... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones says, a person is smart. People are dumb. When you get a, a group of people together and they start whispering theories and rumors and then they start to believe it, uh, that's dangerous, okay? But anyway, Gypsy Road is with us. Gypsy, you know, this is a topic right up your alleyway, you know? You know what, Gypsy? Let me open up the phone lines. I want to talk to you today. Gypsy, give me a call. Can you do that, Gypsy? Are you able to give me a call? I'm opening up Skype right now. I normally have it open before the show starts. But give me a call, Gypsy. Let's talk about Inauguration Day today. All right? Let's talk about democracy in action today. He says, give me a minute. All right. We'll give you a minute. We'll wait for your phone call. But anyway... The inauguration went smooth. Joe Biden is the new president. Kamala Harris made history today as the first female vice president of color and Asian descent. Congratulations to her. Congratulations to Joe Biden. Uh, America has spoken. America has uh, spoken in a very loud way. The White House is now in uh, the Democrats' hands. The Senate is in Democratic control. And the House of Representatives is controlled by the Democrats. So if that's not a repudiation over the last four years of what people are not willing to tolerate, then just look at who controls the White House and who controls Congress. The Democrats 
control all the chambers except for the judi- uh, sorry the judiciary in the Supreme Court because they don't get elected. They get picked by presidents. And Donald Trump, unfortunately, during his time in office, got to pick three justices, uh, conservative justices, and now we have a very conservative court. But, you know, for me, politics and the court don't come into play that often because as we've seen Donald Trump go to these people, we got Gypsy calling. Hello, Gypsy, that you? Matt, what do you think about this beautiful inauguration day we had today? Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, dude. I forgot to turn the system sound on. Sorry, there you go, there you go. Okay, now you now they can hear you. Go on, man. What'd you think okay. of our beautiful inauguration day today? What You know, what's weird is I never watched it like we did in the past. It was just like so odd because it's like you had to watch it because you're it's, you're expecting something to happen. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even remember what was George Bush's like. Obama's was like, you know, uh, my wife and I was just walking the dog and she was like, did Trump have musicians play at his? It was, it was just a formality in the past, just like Congress certifying the vote. I was up at 4 a.m. in the morning on January 7th, early in the morning, making sure that no, that uh, certification went through and nobody threw some more shenanigans in there. Yeah, I think one of the uh, awesome things, what they did was, you know, J-Lo was good. They're all good. But you actually had Garth Brooks yeah. do Amazing Grace. And what yeah. was cool about that was, because when you think of country, you know, I'm not saying all country is Republicans, but usually when you think of, of country, you think of, of Republican side, and to see him, because I think he has voted Republicans in the past, but to, to show that he's above that, yeah. it just, it's the time to heal. Because yeah. I'm sure he's taking a lot of heat, but that takes a lot of guts Absolutely. to do something like that. So, Absolutely. And that's great. That's such a great thing that, uh, and it was even mentioned that the people that were performing, uh, you know, like you said, J-Lo was there, Garth Brooks was was there, Lady Gaga sang the national anthem. It represented a variety, yet not all people in the entertainment industry are liberals, okay? No, No, there are a lot of conservatives out there. And I liked how all people from all different aspects came in to contribute to the, to the inauguration that could not have the hundreds of thousands of people in the audience because of COVID, because of the attack on the Capitol several weeks ago. I mean, uh, Gypsy, you know, I live just down the road from D.C. And just like I told yep. our guests... D.C. has been locked down tighter than Fort Knox uh, yeah, for several days in, uh, I used to live in Frederick, Maryland. That's yeah, just yeah. 30 minutes away from Washington, D.C. My brother, you know, who, who does my show with me, he actually worked at the Smithsonian Museum in yeah. D.C. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 
What is your take? Uh, I don't know if you heard me say this in the beginning. Over the last, well, since the Capitol riots, I've been getting a whole bunch of junk mail in my inbox about all these fanaticals tell me, telling me I need to arm myself. I need to buy ammunition. January 20th is going to be Revolution Day. I'm like, you guys are so full of shit. No. You guys no, are so no. full it's, of shit. It's, it's cowards talking. It's, it's, it's like the old saying that, you know, people are in the, uh, you remember back in the day where people used to, they're, they're not a man to you, to your face, but they're a mm-hmm. man on a phone. They're a man on an email. They're, they're, they're a man in a basement, but yeah. out front, they're nothing but, but cowards. And I talk down about these people. I've been talking down about these people because that's not how you make change. What, what, you, what you're doing is if you're representing a community, which I'm not saying anybody actually is, but when you're representing a community, all you're doing is making your community look like garbage. And any statement that you're trying to make in the future, maybe important or not, nobody's ever going to take you seriously because of all this garbage that you talk about and all all the crap that you've done. So you're embarrassing everybody else. And what happens to guys like us, you know, like, like you and I, we do YouTube channels, but if you say the wrong thing, our our video could get taken down, and, and it's because of these idiots saying this. And now everybody's looking at YouTube's Instagram yeah. harder than ever. Exactly. And we did nothing wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're, they are, they're putting everybody in this little box that if you make any kind of statements, hell, you know they don't have the time to go through them all and, 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 and say, okay, this is fine, or this is not okay. So they're shutting us all down. And, you know, I don't like to talk politics, but today I'm making an exception. Today was Inauguration Day. Today we, uh, a new president, the 46th president of the United States, came into office, and that's a big deal. It's a big deal here in the United States. It's a big deal around the world. And what I find amazing, uh, somebody at a Trump rally was asked this question, and I saw this news clip on CNN, I believe. He was asked, what would you do if you unequivocally found out that everything that Trump has been telling you about the election is a lie? And this man, to his credit, honestly said i would be so heartbroken i would never vote again so that's how much these people believe that's how much people uh, that's how much these people believe and we cannot discard the fact that uh close to 80 million 80 million americans voted for trump to have a second term (laughs) and this was weird you know listen there's always a, a tiny bit of cheating going somewhere. There's always somebody who voted for somebody oh, who yeah. died. That that, that 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 happens. It happens on both sides of the party. Dude, but that's been going on number... since the ancient Greeks when yeah. they started democracy. There's <laughs> yeah, always these the little inconsistencies. When, when when he won the first time and he lost a popularity vote, there was no crying about certain states that they no. they're lying and cheating. But now, of course. This time he lost. Then here comes the crying. It's just it's just so weird. Like Bob said, it's like we're living in a comic book in the last four years. It was. Do you like, remember it Gypsy? Drama, it, dude, it was great drama TV. And oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely, was, absolutely. <laughs> but but I agree with you. Uh, we don't really talk a lot of politics, and and you know we talked a little bit today, and I said 
you know, hey, in four years or maybe eight years, we're going to be going through this again. That's just the exactly. cycle of the exactly. president. You know, folks, you got both sides are going to be unhappy. But in four, eight years, now, you know, Biden doesn't get a free pass. You know, if he does a great job, he'll get reelected. If he doesn't, it's not No, yeah, they're already started so, with him saying, you, you know, I mean, he's already starting to be picked apart. That's the, that's the, yeah. that is the job of the media. That is the I mean, job of a free press. They're there is. to pick you apart. They're there to question your moves. And it doesn't matter if it's Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Obama or Biden or a Bush. They are there to rip you apart. They are there yeah. to find inconsistencies because guess yeah. what? That's their job. Now, I, do you remember four years ago after the vote was called for Trump that the Republicans shouted, I mean, death cries because Hillary waited till the morning to concede? And now we have a president that lost the popular vote, lost the electoral college vote by a lot, and he has never, never conceded. Sorry, I said, did I say succeed? I mean concede. He has never conceded. And well, the remember, um, uh, remember Gore. Now uh-huh. Gore. Oh God! Remember yeah. Gore? T- technically, uh, he won the popularity, but of he course, did, yeah. lost the lost the electoral. But it had to go to the courts of Florida. And even after the courts, now the courts didn't decide, the courts had to delay it where it was already too late when they had to uh, already count an electoral. He didn't, he didn't cry. He didn't no. complain. No. He said, you know, the courts made their decision. And, you know, he, he uh, called Bush up and said, congratulations. That's how you do it. That's how you yeah. leave being a winner. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad, even though I know there's political motivation behind Pence actually being at the inauguration, I think we might see Pence uh, run for president in the future. Uh, And he knew by if he did not go to the inauguration today, that would be used against him in any kind of future run. Uh, And besides, Pence, you know, you got to give the guy credit. He's the one who's been running this country for the last couple of months. Oh, dude. Dude, I feel so bad for him because he's still the vice president. You still have to follow your your boss. Mm-hmm. But knowing your boss is crazy, but yeah. keeping a straight face. And the most horrible, like you're talking about the most, uh, your show today was the title of What Scares Us. You know, yeah, knowing what scares that us? During, during his thing, People were running into the White House saying, where is Pence? I mean, that's, I mean, to to keep going, that's amazing. And I don't know if you saw this, uh, when uh, when the vice, usually uh, when a president leaves, the the present president walks you down to your car. Yeah. They had to do that with the vice president. That's never been done before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Pence and her did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, but Trump at uh, this morning he took Air Force One. I'm like, you know what? You better get on that plane and get to Florida without any delays yeah. because come noon, that's not your plane anymore, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? And, and none of this is about what party we belong to because no. somebody goes, "Well, Eric, you're probably just a you're probably just a liberal." Like, guys, I voted for George Bush's son both times. I, yeah. I, I vote for who I feel is the better person. I don't belong to a party, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to go. This country needed needed 
a better direction because you just didn't know what direction they were taking us to. So for the last four years, we have had a man that took the, the crack that was already in American society, and now we have a gaping hole. I mean, in your opinion, what the hell is it going to take? First of all, unity, uh, 100%, that's never realistic. But what is it going to take to undo the damage that's been done in the last four years? Now, see, that's a that's a, that's a great deep question. You know, the number one thing for everybody is always going to be at the end of the day, is going to be about your family, about your kids and your family. And that's and and put food on the table. It's always going to be about the money and the jobs to get this country straight. Not yeah, stimulus is, is nice. You know, getting the stimulus here and there yeah, that might yeah. help us, help you get a dinner. But but what the country got to do is somehow work together and create jobs because a man or a woman once you can't put food on your table for your family, that's when things break down. That, that's exactly. got to come back. Exactly. It's, it's got to come back. It, it, the jobs is, is the key. It mm -hmm. really is the key because, like I said, if you can't put food on your table, you don't feel like you're a man. Or a woman can't put food on the table for her kids. She's not going to feel like a woman. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's job creations. Exactly. And with this whole COVID thing going on and people who thought it was a lie, and then they had loved ones, uh, husband, wives, uh, parents die on them, and then they got upset. It's not a lie. And they realize the truth. Uh, yeah. You know, get this, get this. So, I just heard this today. Uh, I said on my show that I had a friend and his whole family had COVID. Today, I just found out that my same friend actually was tested positive again. Wow. And that's, yeah. and, and that's supposed to be rare. Yeah, yeah. We don't have the answers to if you get it and you get through it, can you get it again? We have no idea. Uh, my brother my got it. Did. My brother got it. Oh, wow. And he didn't know he got it. And it wasn't until months later, he was sick for two weeks, never got tested. Uh, and then, like a month ago, he went in and they decided to do the antibody test on him, which says it shows if you had it or not. And he came up positive that he had it. Uh, and now we're hearing that just because you had this virus, doesn't mean that you can't get it again, no. and that's scary. And, and in two weeks ago, I was I, I was getting sick. I was feeling sick, tired, like everything you read, it what it does. I was I thought I was feeling that, so I went down, took a test. My wife took a test, and we tested negative. Good, uh, good. I mean, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. what I'm saying, like you're saying, but you know, we felt that you know we had some kind of flu. But like you're saying, but the opposite for your brother, he had no symptoms and he tested positive. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, and he, at the end of the day, when it comes to the government, okay, if people under, if you're citizens, this is local, federal, state government, from the president down to local mayors, okay? If the people, uh, if, you know, if your constituents are happy, if their lives are, if they feel like they're getting a fair shot, if they are happy, if they are able to work, if they are able to support themselves, then you're good. You're doing a good job. But if the yeah. majority of people are unhappy, they cannot get a job, they cannot put food on the table, 
they're dying because of a raging pandemic that the president of the United States gave up on many, many months ago, saying, you know what? There's nothing I can do. He threw his hands up in the air and gave up. That's what he did. Yeah, he literally and, well, threw his hands up and said, I, you know what? Just, it'll pass. It'll pass. Well, Just It's because, remember, he, he came out of the hospital, like, all magically cheered. Yeah. But the, the difference between him and us is, is, they have the best medicine for the president. They got Trust the me, best yeah, medicine. Yeah. You know we he got right? some experimental treatment. You you and I cannot walk into a regular clinic place no. that our insurance covers and we're gonna no. walk out like with magical pills like he does. And no. he he I think he I think because I don't, I don't want anything bad about him, but he he's always lived with a silver spoon in his mouth. Oh, and yeah. why is that a difference? Because yeah. When when he fell, like say he fell at the beginning, you know all these bankruptcy, he always had his dad to bail him out, right? Oh yeah. Because he could fail. Guys like us, we sometimes in life we only have one shot yeah. to do a business. If we fell, we're out. We're out. We're and, done. And, and 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 he never really learned what failure is because if his company fell, dad bailed him out. He opens another company. He opens another company. We don't have that shot. So if we fell, it affects us. And I don't think he's ever learned that. Yeah, and you know what really surprises me is like the blatant stuff that he says, like when he was running in 2016, I will release my taxes uh, when my audit is done. Four years came, passed, never seen those taxes. Uh, I never thought we would. Uh, but I don't understand why. Listen, I don't even care if he never paid taxes. He could have said, he could have came out and said, well, I just play by the rules that the government put forward. I took yeah. advantage of the rules, by the rules, and you can say, well, if, if we, if you and I could do taxes where we never had to pay nothing and keep everything, of course we would, we would do it. We would. There's, of and, and there's no reason to hide that. Most Americans are like, well, he is right because we would be doing that too. Yeah, I mean, if the problem is in the legal loopholes and you're using legal loopholes, more power to you. Yeah. More power to you, man. Every time we do our taxes, we're looking for some kind of a gray area loophole that we can get around with. That's nature. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, know, he never really... Anyway, the point is that all the stuff that he said, that he said, and then... Uh, contradicts himself later on. It's amazing how, to me how his supporters completely look the other way on that. They, they, they just what the only the Trump supporters that I respect are the ones that you know what I liked his policies. I don't, I may not agree with him. You may not agree with him. But if you liked his policies. Let's put all the BS that came out of his mouth for four years aside for a second. If you actually like the policies that he enacted, uh, you know, through all the noise, if you can find any that he did that you actually liked, then go ahead and vote for him. But don't be like these mob rioters out there who are not even willing. I had a viewer, Gypsy, uh, who was an absolute fan of my show, at the end of every show would leave a comment. And then the day of the Capitol riots, I made a very diplomatic statement, neither pro-Democrat nor pro-Republican, just denouncing the violence, okay? And because of that statement, this supporter of mine 
uh, says, oh, no, I cannot support any anti-Trump uh, people. So you need to do your research, which is what they love to say. We need to do our research. So I said, bye. Okay. And the very next day or the day afterwards, uh, I find all these tweets from the Walking Dead stars who denounced in a lot more derogatory language than I used what happened in the Capitol. And I pointed them out on my show and I asked my viewers this question. I'm like, gee, I wonder this person who's also a huge Walking Dead fan, if now that she knows that the majority of the cast and crew are against Trump, if she's now going to stop watching The Walking Dead. I mean, that's a hell of a way to live, to totally cut off anyone and everyone that might have a different point of view than yours. No, exactly. You you did the right thing. You did yeah. the right thing. Listen, I lost, I probably lost about 1,000 or 2,000 uh, subscribers, and now I've been more trolls than ever because I denounced groups that I used to talk to at one time, yeah. but I got so sick and tired of these groups yeah. keep on bashing people if they decided to wear masks. And I'm like, dude, people have the right to choose what they want to choose. You have no exactly. right to call people morons or not if they want to wear a mask or not. And once I said that, like you said, they turn around like, well, what are you? You got, you're getting paid by the government. What? I'm getting paid Why? by the government. What does it hurt them? Are you serious? I mean, and if they don't want to wear a mask, don't. Why does it but, make, why does it bug the crap out of them when they see other you know people wearing them? Why? You know why? Because it's all, it, it, because it's all show for them. I'm serious. I'm serious. When the pandemic happened, you saw a lot of people switch their point of view. Their show that the principal show changed. You know, now, now they, everybody became conspiracy theorists. And if yeah, you say anything yeah. against them, now, and I, I've been called, if you're a shell, you're getting paid now by the government. Like, really? Well, I haven't got my check yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. And, and, only, and I don't care. Be gone. Because I don't, we, you and I don't need garbage like that. No. We, we both represent having open minds, having fun. And I told people, uh, there's people in my chat that are, are they, that like Trump. And I tell people in my chat, they said, I don't care if you're uh, a Biden a Trump guy yeah, or not, as long as you behave yourself here, I don't care what your part. It's like, I don't pick up people's religion. Yeah, religion you know what? Not. It's respect. You know, I'll respect your opinion if you respect mine. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to agree. Not everybody in the world agrees with everyone else. But to say that <laughs> the other person is completely wrong and for you to focus all your time and energy on trying to change their mind, that's moronic. Uh, anyway... Anyway, Gypsy, this has been a great talk. I'll be on your show this Friday. Looking forward to it, to stopping by. Congratulations on the 10,000 subscribers. Uh, that is truly awesome, man, and I'm very proud of you. No one deserves it more than you do, and I think it's just freaking awesome that you surpassed. No, I, I appreciate that. You yep. and I were both under 10,000. Yeah. You know, we didn't care how many subscribers that we have, and you and I both stuck to our guns. We kept our show the way we wanted, and I think we're better for it. We're better exactly. people for it. Exactly. And, and I hope you liked it. I hope you didn't mind the thumbnail that I created. <laughs> no, no, nope, I love it. Gypsy uh, <laughs> made a thumbnail for his show that I'm going to be on <laughs> on Friday, uh, and it's awesome. So go by Gypsy Road's YouTube channel to check it out. 
uh, I'll be coming in. I don't know exactly what time, but I'll oh. be there sometime between the two hours to pop in and say hello. Doesn't matter. So, yeah. One so minute, I will, two minutes. Absolutely. So I will see you uh, this Friday. All right, man? All right, man. I had a great time talking to you today. So, all right. Hey, everybody in the chat, best show on YouTube, Open Community. I love you all, and I'll be listening to you from the chat. Yeah, awesome. And same thing for Gypsy Roads. Check out his channel, Gypsy Road. See you on Friday, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so there you guys have it. You know, that's why I love talking to Gypsy, because he is very similar to me. He will tell you the way he sees it. So anyway, let's get on to some uh, news before the time runs out on us today. Uh, we do actually have news so we're gonna have to go through them abbreviated style the 10 best movie actors uh sorry 10 best movie actors and i think a word is missing there and what they did after the walking dead with 10 seasons under its belt the walking dead has said goodbye to dozens of characters over the years for many actors who have left the show the post-apocalyptic drama has acted as an important stepping stone in their careers, leading to many great roles, successful movies, and recognition in the busy realm of Hollywood. For those actors, the following films really were the best projects to come out of their time on the show. From dark and violent horror comedies to Oscar-nominated biopics, exciting action thrillers to incredibly popular superhero flicks. And I'm sure there they're talking about uh, Denai Guerrera as, uh, you know, in uh, Black Panther, duh, and the D- in the Marvel Cinema Universe. Each of the following films are a clever and entertaining as they are brilliantly acted. Though it can sometimes be difficult to see an actor in a role removed from the one we're most familiar with, these actors are all such consummate professionals that they act without any hint of the Walking Dead character fans most associate with them, starring in some truly amazing films along the way. With that in mind, from the mind-bending social satires to epic war dramas, here are the 10 best movies Walking Dead actors did after leaving the show. All right. Hostels. That's Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson, best known for Herschel in The Walking Dead. Uh, despite initially, uh, sorry, despite initial animosity between him and Rick, Herschel soon became one of the group's most valuable members and his wisdom and strength kept the group together. Wilson turned up in 2017's Hostels, Isiris Lound, the owner of a Cheyenne war chief, Yellow Hawks, ancestral land. Though not in the film for too long, Wilson is a welcome presence in the revisionist western, showing off his magnetic acting chops in a film bursting with talent and big names. And that's all to the late Scott Wilson. Uh, he was amazing. He was absolutely amazing. 
Burning 2018, Stephen Yen, Glenn. Stephen Yen had one of the strongest post-Walking Dead careers, so much so that he is currently in Oscar contention for his performance in the drama Minari. He was always one of The Walking Dead's most popular stars, playing the tragic, moral Glenn Ree so well that many fans still aren't over his Season 7 death at the hands of Negan. And that's putting it lightly. They left and haven't come back yet. Let's see, number 8 on the, lo- on the list, The Wolf on Wall Street. The Wolf on Wall Street is so ingrained in our minds because of Leonardo DiCaprio's historical performance and the excessive nature of the themes and tones that it can be hard to remember just how many actors turn up during the film's three-hour runtime. Outside of DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, Matthew McConaughey, Margot Robbie, and so and so many more, the the deliciously over-the-top Scorsese dramedy, dramedy, haven't heard that before, dramedy also stars John Bernthal as Brad Bodnick, a member of Jordan Belfort's original group, who ends up in jail after a deal gone wrong with Hill's Donnie Azoff. Berndahl gets a few memorable scenes to strut his stuff, showing off the same intensity and explosive acting style that made his two-season stint as Shane Walsh such uh, a Walking Dead fan favorite. The rest of the film is fast, hilarious, insanity front to back, boasting a stellar cast and some top-notch writing. It's really not hard to see why it's as popular as it is. All right, Mile 22. And I know a lot of you guys have never watched this. I have mentioned this movie several times. It stars Lauren Cohen, who of course is Maggie on The Walking Dead, alongside Mark Wahlberg. They play a secret, secret, uh, covert group within the CIA, they're assassins, pretty much. And they do a lot of stuff that's, well, you know, illegal, I guess is the correct term. Though Lauren Cohen has officially returned to The Walking Dead, Maggie Green was missing for nearly two seasons due to Cohen's commitment to her new short-lived action series, Whiskey Cavalier. During this short absence, she also starred in Peter Berg's genuinely amazing action flick, Mile 22. And I I think they have their timeline incorrect there. Mile 22 came out while Lauren was still on The Walking Dead. So I think she filmed Mile 22 simultaneously while she was also doing The Walking Dead. And she doesn't have a small role in the movie. She is one of the leading stars of Mile 22. The film follows intelligence officer James Silva, played by Mark Wahlberg, and his team as they race to get an important informant out of the country. 
Cohen, Cohen co-stars as team member Alice Kerr, a hard-as-nail soldier and estranged mother trying to stay in touch with her daughter as her career threatens to push her over the edge. And what they don't mention is that she is a, as about foul mouth as they can get on the movie. And that's what makes her character in Mile 22 so great. Because it's such a complete break uh, from the character of Maggie Ree that we all know her for on The Walking Dead. So next on the list is Driven, the awesome Michael Cudlitz, who, by the way, is about to star and appear on February 11th is the premiere of Clarice, uh, which is the story about uh, Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs, taking place a year after the movie Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Cudlitz plays a VICAP officer working with the FBI uh, Behavioral Analysis Unit. Uh, and Michael Cudlitz is going to be back on this show as a guest to promote Clarice before the show premieres or shortly after. We haven't gotten a date down yet, but Michael Cudlitz will be back on this show to talk about Clarice. We're all very excited about that. After his traumatizing death at the hands of Negan, Abraham Ford's light was snuffed from The Walking Dead far too early. Michael Cudlitz, however, never strayed too far from the show and has served as a director on the recent seasons and for an episode of The Walking Dead World Beyond. He actually did more than just one episode of The World Beyond in directing. Outside of the director's chair, Cudlitz has starred in a couple of decent movies, the best of which is his most recent project, Driven, an ensemble-led comedy, Codlitz stars opposite Jason Sudeikis, Lee Pace, Aaron Moriarty, Judy Greer, and more, sorry, and more as Morgan Hetrick, a crass drug dealing dealer being monitored by the FBI. And he sort of has right there the Abraham uh, mustache there with the sideburns. So let's see. Number five on the list is Black Klansman. Though he was only around five episodes during season six and seven, Corey Hawkins made quite an impression on The Walking Dead, so much so the thought of Heath's return, returning to the franchise in the upcoming Rick Grimes movies, has caused quite a buzz in the fandom, and I'm really hoping that we do get to see him in the movies. Having been out of the show since mid-2016, Hawkins has one of the most impressive CVs of the entire cast. He played Dr. Dre. Uh, he did great as Dr. Dre in 2015, straight out of Compton. Had a major role in Michael Bay's Recent action flick, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, recent action flick called Six Underground and is set to play a lead role in Lin-Manuel in Lin Miranda's 
movie musical in the heights and what they don't mention here is that he was the star in the one season only reboot of the classic show 24 with uh Kiefer sutherland huge hit lasted so many seasons they tried rebooting it without jack bauer and put him as the leading star it did not go over so well but he did do great as the lead character it's just that 24 without jack bauer you know Kiefer sutherland is not 24 and that's why that's my opinion as to why 24 legacy did not succeed you know it's just not the same without jack bauer all right number four dragged across concrete laurie holden that's right andrea directed by s craig zaylor the mastermind being the genre bending actions bone tomahawk and brawl in a cell block 99 dragged action concrete works with an all-star cast and enough violence and destruction to make it just as crazy and exciting as Zalazar's previous projects. Andrea, uh, sorry, Andrea actress Lori Holden, missing from the show since her maddening season three death, stars alongside Vince Vaughn, Mel Gibson, Don Johnson, and Jennifer Carpenter as the multiple sclerosis suffering wife of crooked cop Brett Ridgerman, played by Mel Gibson. Lori Holden is a great actress. I know that, you know, her character on The Walking Dead was not very popular, but Lori Holden herself, uh, she played the character that they gave her to play on The Walking Dead. It has nothing to do with the actress's abilities. Lori, Lori Holden is an amazing actress. It's just that the writers of The Walking Dead just really did not good, do a good job with Andrea. If they were going to kill her off after three seasons and go that far astray from the comic books to where in the comic books she becomes Rick Grimes' main partner after Lori dies, why even put her on the show? You know, I think it's uh, it's just uh, something must have happened in that writer's room that we will never find out about. Anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Michael Rooker, Merle from The Walking Dead. It wouldn't be too far to say that Michael Rooker is one of The Walking Dead's most successful movie stars. He is. Having already... Uh, a startling, sorry, a, had a startling career before taking the role of Daryl's impulsive brother Merle, but it wasn't until the Marvel Cinema Universe came knocking that the actor was launched fully into the mainstream. Cast as Yondu, a bandit and leader of the infamous Ravenger clan, Rooker turns in the Gal- the guardians of the galaxy in an instant instantly iconic role not only is he the father figure to protagonist star lloyd chris pratt he's also one of the film's most complex and intriguing characters with a killer weapon of choice to boot 
Uh, Sammy on Facebook writes, Guardians of the Galaxy is a good movie. It is. Uh, all the Marvel movies are great. Uh, I wish I could say the same for the DC movies, but all of the Marvel Cinema Universe movies are fantastic. Let's see. Number two, Fury. Again, John Bernthal, Shane Walsh. Uh, what an amazing actor. John Bernthal strikes again, this time starring alongside Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt Logan Lerman, and Michael Pena in Agent Ayer's masterful war drama, Fury. And this is a great-ass movie. The film follows a U.S. tank crew during the Second World War as they fight their way through the final days of the Western Allied invasion of Nazi Germany. Berndahl stars as Grady, Kunas Travis, a rough but loyal soldier, somewhat uh, desensitized by a war that seemingly has no end in sight. He is merely a supporting player to Brad Pitt's commander, War Daddy, and Logan Lerman's Norman Machine Ellison, but he matches their intensity and explosive acting style with every scene. And this is not a horror movie. This is a historical movie, not based on facts about this particular tank crew. This is a movie that's based in during World War II, but it's a great, great film. And I highly recommend you guys watch it if you have not done so. Number one on the list is Stephen Yen's 2017 Mayhem. The best film to come from the Walking Dead cast since their show Departure has to go to Joe Lynch's brilliant action comedy horror Mayhem. Stephen Yen stars as Derek Cho, a lawyer obsessed with climbing the corporate ladder who is, who is caught in the midst of a deadly virus that unleashes a great amount of violence and terror in his law firm. As the building is overrun with chaos, Derek tries everything in his power to get his big bosses to get to his big bosses and beg for his job back. Incredibly smart, often hilariously violent, and fantastically acted from Yen and co-stars Samara Weaving and Stephen Brand, Mayhem is both aptly named and an absolute joy to watch. As as an added bonus, the film also sports a memorable supporting turn from Dallas Roberts, who plays Marnette in The Walking Dead's third season. Mayhem is fun, criminally overlooked, and a must-watch for anyone after a bit a bit of madcap fun. So there you guys have it. The top 10 list movies of uh, that actors who were on The Walking Dead and what they went on to do after their time on the show came to an end. I do apologize. We're not going to have enough time to do uh, more headlines and get to our topic. I uh, was not expecting the first half of the show to go the way it did. Uh, I just felt compelled to talk about it, you know? 
uh, I felt compelled. It's a big day in uh, the United States. It's a big day around the world. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, watching, and hearing me. Thank you so much to Gypsy Road. You can check out his YouTube channel called Gypsy Road. He is a good friend of mine. I will be on his show this coming Friday. He has a two-hour show. I won't be there for the full two hours, but I will pop in. Uh, he's doing a show to thank all his fans for surpassing 10,000 subscribers. And like I said, no one deserves it more than he does. He's really true to what he says on the screen. And I highly recommend you guys check out his channel. Don't forget to check out our website, deadtalklive.com. And also please visit our brand new news outlet called Dead Talk News. Um, you will see me advertising articles throughout our entire social media. Uh, you know, I've been reading articles forever now, but doing this show and watching and reading these articles that are either A, poorly written, have nothing to do with the headline, really inspired me to go out and start my own website and dedicate it to horror entertainment news with no fluff, just the news. So check it out, deadtalknews.com. And of course, our main site, deadtalklive.com. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, which is the five networks that this show simultaneously streams to. You guys are awesome. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow. Stay safe. And until tomorrow, guys, remember, always stay walking.